Coming up on Stu Does America, now we've done it. We've made Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. the president of the United States. Good job, everybody. Yeah, congratulations. And to explain exactly why uh, it's the end of the world, we'll be joined by the one and only Glenn Beck before he uh, begins his live coverage tonight. And one of Donald Trump's final acts in office was to release a bunch of prisoners with minor drug offenses on their record. Interesting part, they were in prison in the first place because of Joe Biden's 1994 crime bill. We'll get into that a little bit. As we enter into uh, this new world, you're going to need a reliable source of information that cuts through the liberal media BS and gives you the truth. Why not this stupid show? I don't know. Watch us completely free on YouTube, podcasts, and Facebook. Links are available at stewdoesamerica.com. Or maybe you want to do a little more, fight a little harder. I get it. Consider a subscription to Blaze TV before conservative media is outlawed forever. Just head to blazetv.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. And you'll save 30 bucks off your cost. As I mentioned before, we are completely screwed. So we might as well commiserate together and do Joe Biden's inauguration. Stu does America. What a day, what a day, what a day. I can just hear the chants uh, throughout Washington, D.C. What do we want? Senility. When do we want it now? What do we want? Senility. When do we want it now? That's why we have the T-shirts. Senility now. It's true. We have the Joe Biden administration underway. It's true. It's sad, but it's true. And he's here now to apparently uh, drive us into the uh, bridge abutment of socialism here in the next four years. I'm sure you're excited about it. So am I. Uh, Look, the man is president of the United States. We got to deal with that. We're a freaking strong country. We should be able to deal with it. Am I right? I mean, who is what country are you talking about here? This is the United States of America. We can overcome this silly little mountain. And uh, Joe Biden is off to a terrible start. We'll get into uh, some of the things he's done already. But I will say, and I say this at the beginning of every single administration, and I've been doing this for a very long time. Every president to me starts at ground zero. Every single one. I, I, I will happily throw out all the dumb things Joe Biden has done in the past. And I will give him a clean slate and hope he forgets all the terrible ideas he has and becomes a good president. We'll see how long that lasts. I feel like Barack Obama, you know, it's like good six to eight hours before his presidency was ruined under this philosophy. But I'm going to give him a chance, just like I gave Donald Trump a chance, just like I gave uh, Barack Obama a chance and George W. Bush and all the all the rest. You know, it's the United States of America. We had a eventually a peaceful transition of power. And here we are. Okay, we can deal with this. We made it through Barack Obama. We can make it through Joe Biden. Let's get started and get through it together. Um, I will say it's going to be frustrating. The next four years is going to be agonizing. If I could sum up the entire media's reaction to Joe Biden's inauguration in one video clip, I would have to be this one with Al Roker. How are you, sir? Roker. You got to keep doing this. Fist bumps him. Here's the tough question. Three hours. How does it feel, Mr. President? It feels good. All righty. Dr. Biden, thank you. Wow, that is a good interview. Got a fist bump. There you go. Uh, How does it feel, Mr. President? It feels great. It feels great? Yeah, it feels great. Okay, I got a fist bump. That's basically the entire media today. Uh, And I want to go through some of these because they are absolutely unbelievable. This is just from the last day or two. John Harwood is like a real reporter 
This is a real tweet from John Harwood. Says Trump. Now, I think what he's trying to do here is that they're like arrows, but I, you know, they kind of look like greater than signs. So I don't think that's what he means, but he means arrows. Trump and Biden lies than truth, ignorance than knowledge. See, Biden's knowledge. Trump is ignorance. Amorality instead of uh, instead of decency. Cruelty instead of empathy. And corruption is now public service with Joe Biden. This is a reporter. I mean, I, you might not like Donald Trump. You might not like his policies. You might even think all these things are true. But aren't you supposed to be a freaking reporter? Is it news? Is it a news fact that Donald Trump was uh, all about cruelty, corruption, amor- amorality, ignorance, lies? And Joe Biden is all about truth, knowledge, decency, empathy, and public service? You, that might be your opinion, but that's not a fact. Unbelievable. Um, Jennifer Epstein writes, Hillary Clinton's pantsuits were meaningful. And so, too, is Kamala Harris's decision to wear a dress as she is the first woman to be sworn in to the vice presidency. It is really important, all that dress wearing. Right? Are you impressed by the dress wearing? Brian Stelcher tweeted something that John King said. Again, I think John King's supposed to be a journalist-ish. I mean, he's he's journalist-esque. I don't know that he's actually a journalist, but he's in that area. John King apparently said, there's an air of cleansing about today. Cleansing? Isn't that the, like the Hutus and the Tutsis use those terms in Rwanda. What do you mean there's an air of cleansing? How about this one from Glenn Kessler? This is the lead fact checker at the Washington Post. Get ready for reality grounded White House press briefings. Well, I... I mean, can't you wait until, I don't know, they do one of them before you start predicting them? I don't know. If I were, honestly, if I were, if I were Joe Biden and I was like the first press conference came out, I'd send out my, pre- my, my uh, you know, my, my, my lead uh, communications uh, team member, go out right there in front of everybody, first press conference to say, I want everyone to know that our crowd at the inauguration was the biggest in history. I'd say it with a, damn, a dead straight face and then walk off the stage. That's how you run a White House. Um, I will say uh, that's an amazing one. Uh, David Harsani had a ton of these he put together. He's from National Review. Had this one from Matt Viser. Uh, Joe and Bo used to watch an eagle soar by the dock. Now when Biden steps to a lectern, he will be greeted by a presidential seal. It features the most prominent symbol, a bald eagle, a reminder both of what he has accomplished and what he has lost. Now, look, Biden's had a pretty tragic life. Uh, that is true. However, uh, there's just so much pomp and circumstance around these moments. Katie Rogers writes, a person close to the president-elect said that Mr. Biden, his wife, Jill Biden. Notice they didn't say Dr. Jill Biden there. Very disturbing. They engage in regular morning. Gosh, uh, this is <laughs> this is going down a dark road here for a second. They engage in regular morning negotiations over who gets to ride their Peloton bike first. Isn't that adorable? I'm glad I didn't go down another road because I did not need that visual. Um, How about this one? Uh, Biden is about to give the most important inaugural speech since Lincoln. Really? There is a heightened urgency to Biden's inaugural speech as he confronts multiple crises and seeks to bridge a deep political uh, divide. I don't know. That might be overstating it just a bit. I don't know. He's not exactly Abe Lincoln, but okay. 
CNN's David Chalians says that the side lights on the National Mars reflecting pools are like extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. Ugh, these are like bad Hallmark cards. Um, let the healing begin. We have needed this. It's an actual tweet. Let the healing begin. You have to understand, and it's easy to judge these media members and laugh at them, but you have to understand where they're coming from here. These are people who have had their entire, their entire life existence for the past four years, their entire self-worth over the last four years, just about beating up Donald Trump. And so when Trump goes away, the self-worth goes away. You know, I don't know. They feel relieved now. Wait till Trump's not there tweeting for you and filling up your programming every day. What are you going to do? Uh, Washington Post fashion. They say perspective in fashion. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris display their common ground. Pocket squares and pearls convey a stylish team's message. Now, we just had a supermodel live in the White House for four years and get no press attention. Did you see her walking around? Uh, as she was leaving the White House, first of all, she looked really damn happy. <laughs> I think that may have been the happiest I've seen Melania Trump look the entire time she's been in the public eye. But she was very happy to be leaving, it seemed like. Um, also, she looked beautiful, and she's looked beautiful from day one. The fact that that has never been embraced by the Washington Post style page or any other fashion publication is maybe the most Maybe the most clear sign of the bias of the media, because that's not about politics. It's not about like, well, we think abortion is right and Donald Trump thinks it's wrong. Therefore, we're not going to to feature him favorably. When you're just talking about good looks, fashion sense, obviously Melania Trump. But this was her job. She's she's been she was a model before Donald Trump came along and they still couldn't embrace it. Um, Lauren Wolf, this is a New York Times uh, reporter. Biden landing at Air, uh, Joint Base Andrews now. I have chills. You'd think they'd skip the chills thing after the Chris Matthews debacle of 2008, 2009. I have chills running up my leg or thrills running up my leg. Something was running up his leg and I didn't want to be anywhere near it. Uh, but apparently she has chills. Katie Brenner says, new, the Biden team will likely have Monty Wilkinson, an unknown career prosecutor and Eric Holder ally, lead the Justice Department as Merrick Garland awaits confirmation, signaling a coming DOJ that respects career employees and steers clear of politicization. I mean, do we? Okay, that's just a prediction, right? It, what do you mean it signals that? It signals it to you. I mean, Joe Biden picking people who have been in, you know, what, what many would call the swamp for a long time does not signal a lack of politicization to a lot of people in this country. You could say that maybe after he's been in office for a while, he hasn't steered this towards politics. But this is just you applying your own vision of what this guy might do. Uh, Washington Post. Most people know her as Jill Biden, but to some, she is Dr. B. Dr. B, the compassionate and challenging educator who went the extra mile. Do you remember all the fawning talk about Melania Trump? I certainly don't. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris and her husband, Doug Emhoff, sit down with Jane Pauley and open up about their relationship and the story behind those Converse sneakers. You know, Glenn wore Converse sneakers like every day on Fox News Channel. I don't remember anyone ever commenting on it. Apparently, it's okay for uh, Doug and Kamala to talk about that. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris drop a playlist for your inauguration watch party. I am 
totally signing up for that. It wouldn't be, and I want to make sure I'm clear here, it wouldn't be the most annoying thing in the world. I, I don't know if that's what you're thinking, but I want you to know, definitely not the most annoying thing in the world. Uh, next up, all the times Joe Biden's love for ice cream melted our hearts. President-elect Joe Biden loves his ice cream, and we've got the picks to prove it. Look, if anyone's been eating ice cream in the White House, you know Donald Trump is, is snarfing down ice cream. He's been doing it since day one. He went over to McDonald's. He's getting blizzards. He's getting value meals delivered. He's pounding that stuff. You could have talked. I'm sure the dude loves ice cream. I'm sure of it. Do they? Does anyone care? No. They only care about Joe Biden's love for ice cream. This is... This is the state of our media, and this is day one, man. This is going to be a rough four years. And Joe Biden enters the White House with the lowest bar to clear of any modern president. The media completely hated Donald Trump in every single way. That we are all aware of. And now Joe Biden, as long as he doesn't come in and, you know, basically start shooting people on Fifth Avenue, they're going to praise him for whatever he does here. Everything he does is going to be a more adult version of Trump. Everything he does is going to be a smarter, better, more intellectual version. Everything he does is going to be a more empathetic version. To go back to John Harwood, uh, it's going to be more truthful. It's gonna be, he's going to be more knowledgeable, more decent, more empathetic, and have a better attitude toward public service. Everything, no matter what, right off the bat, and as I read to you there, Several times before it's even started, before people even take the jobs, they're saying they're better than everybody that Donald Trump had. This is going to be the next, certainly the next year and probably the next four years. Joe Biden, really what he needs to do is remain upright and they're going to consider him one of the greatest presidents of all time. It's important that you have conservative media here to be able to point out when things aren't going so swimmingly. That's why we are here at The Blaze. BlazeTV.com slash stew. Promo code is stew. 30 bucks off your subscription right now. It's a limited time thing. They're doing it, I think, because, you know, the world is ending. And they're like, we should have people save $30. But it's a good discount. It's the biggest discount they've ever given. If you've ever thought about joining, think about the pressure on social media. Think about the pressure on conservative voices. Think about the, the possibility of conservative voices existing into the future without a structure built around them. I will tell you. You know, uh, we've done shows at major news networks. We did a show, remember, at CNN Headline News. We were in that building. We were at Fox News. We were, we've done shows all over on major networks all over the place. Do you think right now is a good environment for conservative voices? If it wasn't for places like The Blaze, this stuff would be going away. So we do really appreciate your support. Again, it's blazetv.com slash stew. Promo code stew. Save 30 bucks on your subscription and join us. Join us. Help join the fight and let us at least give it a whirl to push back against what is coming from the onslaught, the tidal wave that is coming of just nonstop praise for the, uh, for the uh, Biden administration. Without us, without others like us, there's just not going to be anybody speaking up. Got to make sure that that stays alive. And the vision of conservative values are something that people actually still hear about. Back in a second. I know what will make you happy. 
getting your best credit score. Mm -hmm. The average American has 97 points that they can add to their credit score. 97 points. Why don't you have that? Well, you're not, I don't know, maybe you're not obsessed with nerdy algorithms like the people at Scoremaster are. The people at Scoremaster sit there and are like, you know, they're like sitting around for fun. They're looking at algorithms. They're reverse engineering algorithms. Their life seems pretty boring to me, frankly. However, uh, in reality, they are able to take their work and deliver it to you and make sure that you get your credit score where it should be. The average Scoremaster user adds 61 points in 20 days or less to their credit score, and getting your plus points can, uh, can save you a fortune because if you're going to apply for a loan or a credit card or refinance your home or you're going to buy a car uh, or you're even going for a job interview, your credit score gets checked all the time now with when you're doing for job interviews. Scoremaster is great for everybody. It shows you the consequences when you spend too much or you get identity theft or whatever else can happen to you. Just enroll in minutes and see how many points you can add to your credit score and how fast you can do it. Visit scoremaster.com slash stew, scoremaster.com slash stew. Make sure to use the slash stew part of the address because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Scoremaster.com slash stew. On this historic and celebratory day, I'm joined once again by Glenn Beck, Immediately following this program, you can watch Glenn's live inauguration coverage, which is going to be super duper positive right here on Blaze TV. <laughs> Should I wear a tie? I don't. Why, it I is mean, a day of unity. Well, you didn't wear a tie on this show, I noticed. I mean, you didn't get dressed up for me. Nope. I, I can go to my dressing room and put a tie on, not for you, mm. but for the American people. Is it a day of unity? I don't see that coming from the media or the left, honestly. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's a day of unity. It is. We can all unite that Donald Trump and his supporters, all of them, mm-hmm. are Nazis <laughs> okay. that need to be reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and let's unite on that. <laughs> yeah. As long as you like that's like the old Barack Obama concept yeah. of yeah, yeah. working together. As long as you agree with me, I'll work with you. Right. That's a nice that's a great way to pull it off if you can do it. It's great. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump actually united with Van Jones on prison reform. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And they didn't like it, even though that's what they've been pushing for forever. That's that's reaching out to the other side. I guarantee you the only person they'll reach out to is somebody like Mitt Romney. Mm, Right. You know, Van Jones got a little bit of heat today on on the socials. On Um, the socials? Yes. Why? Because... He said basically some negative things about the Trump administration. And the left was like, you worked with this bastard. They're actually, Van Jones is not far enough. He's not radical enough. This is a guy who designed the the, the radical approach. Should Uh, we tell our story? No. No, okay. We have a story to tell you. They do. Uh, We just just don't know when we're on here. I know, because it's the only time I think about it. Okay, let me ask you this question. Yeah. How do you feel today? What, what's your feeling as the end of the Trump administration? Oh, I thought you said, I thought you were going to say at the end of the world. No, no, at the end of the world. Okay. At the end of the Trump administration, uh-huh. beginning of the Biden administration, uh-huh. is there a feeling of, uh, are you terrified? Are you optimistic? Where are you? Uh, I'm not terrified. Uh, although I have thought about what will it be like uh, if we are convicted for uh, being domestic terrorists or inciting domestic terrorism. I mean, what will that be like? Right, because apparently if you just say, hey, we got to fight for our country. Yeah, you're a domestic terrorist. You can be a domestic terrorist now. Um, And uh, what will it be like to 
not be able to use the banking system, mm. not be able to have a job. I mean, some people are finding that out right now. The parlors of the world. Yeah. Um, so that hasn't been a fun journey in mm-hmm. my head, right? Um, but an expected one uh, that we've known was coming for a long time. Uh, certainly not optimistic. Um, I did watch his speech and I thought, OK, I mean, I'm going to talk about this at the top of the show. I'm with you on the unity thing. But I don't think that word <laughs> means what you think it means. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, let's look back for a second, because I know you're going to look kind of into the future here on tonight's uh, show. Let's look back, though, at the Trump administration. Uh, how do you view it? What, how does history see uh, the presidency of Donald Trump? Oh, I, I think there's a chance that history won't see uh, Donald Trump. I think they're doing everything they can to erase him. What was the comment today from one of, I think, Somebody that was a big commentator on on television today uh, said uh, Donald Trump isn't there uh, and it's good because uh, this is the kind of behavior that demands that he is removed from our history. Wow. From our history, not from office. No, not from office. From We're now history. remove him from our history. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think I will remember Trump, and I think accurately, as somebody who's really funny, and mm-hmm. I didn't even get the joke uh, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His, his rallies that he would have, those were funny. He is truly funny, and his timing is really, really good. He's a performer. He's an absolute performer. So uh, I'll, I'll remember it as the uh, a fun presidency part of the time, um, a tiring, exhausting presidency, but also someone who was the first in my lifetime um, to truly stand up and do exactly what he said he would do on hard things. You know, it was, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago and he said, I thanked him for the work on the Supreme Court. And he said, everybody, everybody, all of these worthless Republicans (laughs) came in and said, just Kavanaugh, just get rid of him. Just move on, move on. It's costing too much. And he said, costing too much how about what's it's costing him and his wife and family mm-hmm. no we're not abandoning him and he said i i don't know any republican that would have done that and i agree with him um he took some tough stands israel is another he took an amazing he took two things peace in the middle east it's gonna take a miracle or donald trump because you give him another turn, term, and I think he would have been there. Um, look at the progress he made, more than any president in my lifetime. The second thing, COVID, it's gonna take a miracle. Well, it looks like we had one. Um, he got it done. <laughs> With a vaccine. With a vaccine. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, he got things done. He fought relentlessly uh, against the press and against the machine because he a, it was after him, and B, he knew it was bad. He knew it from the day he walked in. Um, I think he thought he could beat them, and in the end, I'm not sure he did, but he woke up, he woke people up. I think one of the most surprising parts of his presidency, uh, the part where maybe I feel like he overperformed 
my expectations uh, more than any other part was the Middle East. You talk about p- peace in the Middle East um, with all these countries coming to the table and, and normalizing relations with Israel, which no one thought was possible. The other part of this, though, is remember one of the main campaign arguments in 2016 was how to control ISIS. We don't even remember ISIS at this point, mm-hmm. which is a little bit overblown. There's still a problem. and there's Well, still we have such a problem with domestic terrorism here. <laughs> yeah, you don't even think about it I mean, it it's crazy. The, the, the new um, Secretary of Homeland Security said um, his biggest goal is to get domestic terrorism under control. During the Obama administration, they claimed there was no such thing as domestic terrorism because <laughs> it wasn't coming from Americans. Right. Yeah. That, uh, We've been talking about uh, the Middle East for a long time. Yeah. And, and, you know, you did an event in Israel. It's mm-hmm. been a big focus of the show going back mm-hmm. decades now. Has there, I can't remember ever, though, there being such a clear-cut win for Never. a, 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 a Never. conservative approach. We talked about the approach that Trump took going back 20 years. No Republican president would ever even nope. attempt it. Nope. Finally, it was tried, and it and was it incredibly worked. successful. And it worked, and they're going to undo all of it. Mm-hmm. it. It is the, again... It's why we shouldn't be so upset today and demand that somebody has an answer on what we're going to do. I, for one, didn't think Donald Trump was going to bring peace to the Middle East. (laughs) I didn't either. Um, I I will say I didn't either. And look at what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, God's not going to be thwarted. Whatever it is that is his will that we may not understand, and his will honestly might be, that we are humbled and humbled and humbled because we've lost sight of what's important and lost sight of him, lost sight of our own families. And I mean, look at how many people are, are afraid to stand in America today when it really hasn't gotten all that hard to stand in comparison to what it could be like. Mm-hmm. Look how many people have not placed their trust in God and said, this is scary, but it's the right thing to do. Is that the right way to deal with this if you are a really big Trump believer? Is that, you know, I, uh, and I'm, believer is probably not the right word in this context, but a really big supporter. Like, I have relatives who are, like, on the verge of tears today to see uh, Trump walk out of the White House. You know, a, a lot of people, and I, you watch some of the craziness that's going on with some of these conspiracy theories that were all built on Donald Trump mm-hmm. rescuing and, and taking over the government and arresting Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and all these things that obviously did not happen. These people dedicated their lives to this cause that was uh, not based on fact. It doesn't happen. Those people are really struggling today. No, they're not. You mean QAnon people? Well, yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not? No. I swear to you, this is the latest update. A deal was brokered right before the inauguration, Mm -hmm. and uh, they came and talked to Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is fully on board. He took the reins from Donald Trump. I thought Biden was part of it this whole time, no? Apparently, he has taken the reins, and he's going to continue the fight. (laughs) That's That's the latest. Oh, my gosh. That's the latest. Well... Maybe maybe a lot of people who are conservative and got into the QAnon thing are going to go over to Joe Biden. I kind of doubt it, but maybe that will happen. Maybe that's the way this, Remember, this plays out. Remember, it was Cass Sunstein that said, you really want to screw with the other side. You go in, poses them, mm-hmm. and infiltrate and just dump poison, just yeah. dump lies yeah. into the system. 
I mean, <laughs> it's very well could be a, um, a, the other side doing this. It, it, could, it could be. And it could just be crazy people. But or like, people that can't believe people are so stupid they fall for it. I don't want to go down the QAnon well too far here. Yeah. The, the rabbit hole is, is deep. Um, but I think of this, though, as like there is a problem with our country and mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. if a president coming in or leaving office makes us this happy or this sad. Right? Oh, yeah. That no, is a major no problem. No president, the, Don, uh, um, Barack Obama, terrified many Americans, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, And that was wrong then. And we said, the government is out of control when the president can terrify. Look what happened. Donald Trump came in and everybody was terrified. Half the country was terrified of him. That's a sign that the the system is out of whack. We should not be talking about the president all this much. He should not be affecting our lives this much. And part of me wonders, I mean, we... We somewhat famously uh, banned the words Barack Obama on the radio show because we were so sick of talking about him. Uh, you know, Trump is a celebrity president and has really been a part of everyone's lives. You know, Joe Biden, I think a lot of people are just hoping he's boring uh, more than anything else. And I don't know that they're going to get that. They're going to get a lot of policies that are going to shake people. Up. I think they're going to get um, the Joe Biden we saw today, which I, I think is um a very dangerous one because he he is appealing. He appealed to me. I agree with him on unity. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I, don't, I don't believe want to that he believes that he though. doesn't believe that, yeah. um, or at least he's not going to back it up with actions. The minute he talked about unity, he signed some of the most um, uh, divisive executive orders. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I'm going to talk about this on tonight's show. What do we unite on? How could we come together before? Because honestly, I can't find anything. When I can't agree with you that a woman is a woman and a man is a man, I, I mean, I can't think of anything more basic than that. <laughs> it used to be you know, basic. It used to be basic. We don't have anything to unite on. Now we have health officials that don't even know what, they don't know how to figure that equation out. I don't know what you're talking about, hate monger. <laughs> I'm talking. Oh my gosh, are you hearing this? Uh, what? This what guy, I, I am. I was forced to be on this show. I didn't want to be here because I said he's a dangerous hate monger mm-hmm. that should be in jail. Glenn, they're going to ban you anyway. You can't get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn Beck, uh, thank you so much. The thank show uh, tonight is 9 p.m. Eastern, immediately following the show. Uh, Glenn's live inaugural coverage huh. and is at blazetv.com slash do. This you- show is on before mine. I didn't. You, I had no. never really tuned huh. in. Blazetv.com slash Stu. <laughs> Promo code is Stu. Save 30 bucks off your subscription. Glenn, thanks again. Thank you. All right, back in a second. So today was the final day for Donald Trump to be in office as president of the United States, at least for the moment. He could run again in 2024, at least for the moment, unless the Senate decides they're going to convict him and not allow him to run anymore. We'll see how that goes in the coming weeks. Uh, He flew down to Florida after leaving the uh, White House in the Washington, D.C. area. Interesting because he's still president, right, until Joe Biden gets sworn in. And he goes down to Florida and he gets there around 11 a.m. And once he gets to the resort, uh, according to the article here, uh, the nuclear football uh, is uh, deactivated. The codes that he has to launch nuclear weapons are deactivated when he gets down to Florida. That's at 11 a.m. Joe Biden doesn't get sworn in until noon. So Joe Biden would get the new codes 
at noon. So just in case you happen to be like a foreign, uh, you know, enemy, you should know the best time to launch nuclear weapons at us is between 11 and noon on Inauguration Day. Just that's just that's just a tip for the future. In case you're looking to start a nuclear war, great time to start it between 11 and noon on January 20th every four years. Got a little bit of a window there. But again, an hour with nuclear weapons and no real response. That'll get you a lot. You can get a lot done in that time. I just want to make sure you know. Uh, Joe Biden does now have his uh, nuclear codes. Uh, You know, he's not the most complicated man in the world. I think we have a clip of Joe Biden receiving the codes. So the combination is one, two, three, four, five. That's the stupidest combination I ever heard in my life. That's the kind of thing an idiot would have on his luggage. Thank you, your highness. Well, did it work? Where's the cake? It worked, sir. We have the combination. Great. What's the combination? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. That's amazing. I've got the same combination on my luggage. Yeah, there you go. So pretty much, I mean, it's a lot higher level when it comes to intellect than the Biden administration. But you get the point. Um, By the way, uh, last minute uh, pardon for Janine Pirro's ex-husband. In case you were wondering, Janine Pirro, of course, the uh, Fox News anchor. Uh, her ex-husband, and this is a lot of people didn't know this before um, before all this went down with Trump as president and everything. Janine Pirro's ex-husband worked with Trump in some capacity. I think he's an attorney um, and he had worked you know, together with Trump on uh, in some capacity. Anyway, uh, as we get here to the end, he got a, he got like they, they released 143, I think, pardons and commutations overnight. And then like an hour before the deadline, uh, Janine Pirro's ex-husband got uh, got the call and got the pardon. So uh, he has been pardoned. Unfortunately, not the same for uh, Joe Exotic. Uh, Joe Exotic, (laughs) who was the Tiger King guy, he is in prison, was looking to get a pardon from Donald Trump. In fact, he was so confident he was getting one. He had a limo parked outside of the prison to bring him home as soon as he got the call. Um, And then he did not you know, get the call. He didn't take it very well. He tweeted uh, a message about the lack of a pardon. He said, I was too innocent and too gay to deserve a pardon from Trump. I only matter to Don Jr. when he needed to make a comment about me to boost his social media post. Boy, were we all stupid to believe he actually stood for equal justice. I don't know about some of the the usage of words and punctuation in this. His corrupt friends all come first. I will say, boy, we were all stupid isn't a terrible description of Joe Exotic. I mean, there are there are worse descriptions of him, I will say. Uh, And I don't know. Was he too innocent? I don't know. Was he too gay? I don't know. Maybe this is a perfect topic for the first uh, Trump interview post presidency. And he can let us know how gay you're allowed to be to get a pardon. Who knows? I don't think Trump ever covered that in one of his State of the Unions, uh, but we'll have to go back and check the records. Back in a second. You know, we really depend on big tech for way too much, and we depend on them to be like good people and not steal our stuff. It's not a good way to go. The left is never going to stop their campaign of censorship and repression and cancel culture until every last voice on the right has been crushed. 
There's never been a more important time to protect your Internet activity from bad actors. And that's why I urge you to use ExpressVPN. Uh, when I go on ExpressVPN on my computer or my phone, my IP address is masked by a secure VPN server, which makes it harder for websites to identify me. The ExpressVPN app also encrypts my network data to protect my sensitive information from being compromised. Uh, what I like most, honestly, about ExpressVPN is it's freaking easy. It takes one click to protect all your devices. Uh, you just get on, you press the one little click, you're on, you can do what you need to do, and not have everyone looking over your shoulder, not everyone taking your information. You just don't want that. Stop handing your data over to big tech companies and their far-left enablers in the government. Defend your rights with the VPN that I trust for online protection. It's expressvpn.com slash stew. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash stew. To get three uh, extra months free, go to expressvpn.com slash stew and make sure to use the slash stew part of the address because that's how they know you like this stupid show expressvpn.com slash stew to learn more it is going to be a very strange next few years i hope you're prepared for it uh joe biden is always incoherent in his speeches uh, but he had an interesting moment here uh, as he was talking and got seemingly suddenly emotional kind of had a big emotional pivot you know jammed on the emergency break uh, and uh, and kind of slid into a totally different emotion. It was a little bit of an odd moment. Watch. It's Tommy, or better known as Chairman Carper, <laughs> Senator <laughs> Carper, knows my colleagues in the Senate used to always kid me for <laughs> quoting Irish poets. <laughs> they thought I did it because I'm Irish. <laughs> I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because they're the best poets in the world. Oh, that's great. And James Joyce, James Joyce was said to have told a friend, that when, it's come, when it comes his time to pass, <laughs> when he dies, he said, Dublin, Dublin will be written on my heart. Well, excuse the emotion, but when I die, Delaware will be written on my heart. And the hearts hearts of all, all of us, all the Bidens. I, I don't know what I can add to that. I, I, I don't know. Let's uh, instead just go uh, to MSNBC. MSNBC. MSNBC has a little information about how you should think about the incoming president of the United States. Thinking about all of those folks who just for the moment, the nation shared their grief. Oh, what a first step, what a beautiful step. So I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm reminded of the psalmist, you know, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Um, maybe the death will speak to us now. Maybe they can rest now. <laughs> this is gonna be a weird freaking couple of years, man. I don't know if I can take it. You know, Joe Biden being president of the United States is a very strange thing to happen. Here's a guy who failed over and over and over and over and over again trying to gain more power. I mean, he ran for president three times, right? Uh, Lost the first one, had the plagiarism scandal. Uh, 2008, total disaster. I think he got 1% in Iowa. 
uh, dropped out of the race, was rescued by Barack Obama to become vice president. Um, could have ran in 2016, may have won and probably beat Clinton in 2016, but decided not to. Comes back in 2020, is being beat up in the primaries. He's getting slaughtered in the primaries, uh, turns the whole thing around and winds up winning really without a fight at the end because of, you know, it's right when COVID kind of kicked in. We forget that that happened all at the same time. What a weird year it's been. Think about the last year. Joe Biden comes out and is terrible in his first couple of primaries. He finishes even back pretty far in Nevada, finally wins South Carolina. And right about that time is when COVID is kicking in. So he winds up really not even having to run a race. He's able to stay inside the basement the entire time. He never has to draw a crowd because, of course, he wasn't trying to. Uh, That's the way they were able to hide that the entire time. And then now Operation Warp Speed produces this vaccine. And if it's as successful as people hope, uh, we may not have uh, coronavirus at all here uh, in, you know, the next several months. Uh, if that's true, you've got to assume the economy is going to roar and all these good things are going to happen with Joe Biden. I mean, he really, after a very challenging life, is really having a blessed entry into uh, this uh, into the White House. You know, um, to think of how fast this changed. I went back after watching uh, President Trump's uh, farewell speech yesterday. Uh, YouTube kind of kicked me in auto, kicked me into his State of the Union from 2020. It happened on February 5th, 2020, February 5th, 2020. And here we are at a time where the economy's raging, everything's seemingly going very well, very close race. Uh, all of that's going on. And the entirety of the coronavirus section of that speech is one paragraph, really one sentence in the middle of a paragraph about health. We're working with China on the coronavirus outbreak in China. Less than a year ago was barely even mentioned. And here we are now with Joe Biden as president of the United States. Look, you may not be a praying person. If you're not, learn to be because you weren't going to need it going forward. Back in a second. All right. The only real way to celebrate this administration is, of course, to mock it. So we have senility now available on the Web right now. I think it's at studosmerch.com. Uh, check it out. StuDoesMerch.com. All the merchandise is up there. There's a Kamala shirt as well. Kamala, Namala. Uh, that's up there as well. You can go pick that one up. Um, also, subscribe to BlazeTV.com slash Stu. Promo code Stu. 30 bucks off your subscription. It's a wonderful use of your currency. Uh, Glenn Beck is coming up in a second. Before that, uh, we want to get to some science. And this science is not for the faint of heart. Live science reports that the first preserved dinosaur butthole is perfect and unique, a paleontologist says. And if you like, look at the back, uh, the back side of this one dinosaur, you see the other dinosaur checking it out and be like, whoa, check that out. Whoa, look at that thing. Definitely, that's perfect and unique. Um, this was, this is, there is some disturbing details in the story. I can't give most of them to you because we have some sort of standards. They're low, but we have some sort of standards. Um, this apparently, quote, was a multi-purpose hole. I don't want to read anymore to find out all the purposes, but uh, apparently it was used for signaling during courtship. Uh, and I mean, I think it's working. If you look at the, again, if you look at that back dinosaur, uh, it's, it's just, it seems incredibly interested. Uh, now, I don't think that, that's an artist's uh, rendering of what happened when one dinosaur check, was checking out the butt of another dinosaur. Um, but I assume it's scientific. And I just want you to think about getting to work one day and someone saying, hey, what we need you to do today is to render 
your art in the form of one dinosaur checking out another dinosaur's butthole. I just want you to think about if you think your day sucked. <laughs>